Welcome to Mindful Moments of Mars. Mindful Moments of Mars is, 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 is a, an experience for bees. Mindful Moments of Mars, Mars is mostly buzzing noises. It's created for and by bees. Um, no, I'm not a bee, but I work for bees. It is created for bees. There's a lot of buzzing noises. And it's also the visual aspect of it, which you can't see because you're not a bee. And it, that part of it is only distributed to bees, is one of those little dances that bees do when they move in a circle and then they go backwards and forwards and then they give instructions on where the where the good nectar is. They say, here is the map of the world as we know it, and here is where the nectar is. Follow me, guys, or if not, follow me, go and get it yourselves. Um, I recently read some details of a study where bees have been trained to do to to recognize the concept of zero well no that's not correct bees were trained to go to they would have patterns displayed and they would have uh, food for the bees in different places and they arranged the food so that it would be on the site that had a fewer number of, let's say, dots or shapes or whatever the symbols were. Um, and then they stopped distributing the food in that way, but the bees would still go to the site that had fewer number of shapes. So they were able to understand the concept of one thing being less than another in a visual pattern. And then they extended this and had one pattern that had no shapes um, showing that bees understand the concept of zero, or as they call it, zero. This is a true thing. I, I, I make this up just so I can make a dumb buzzing joke. That's interesting because zero is a complicated thing. Like, think about zero. It's no things. Have you got it? That's not easy. Not not all animals can do that. Not all humans can do that. Certainly until maybe they mature to a certain point when they're zero capable, which is the name of my new sci-fi series that I'm launching right now, Zero Capable. It's about clones or something. They're clones. Um, let's flesh this out. Let's flesh out this concept of zero capable after we read some of the book, Jessman and Mars. Slipping over the side, Gahan descended by the trailing anchor rope until his feet touched the top of the wall, where he had no difficulty in arresting the slow drifting of the ship. Then he drew up the anchor and lowered it inside the enclosure. Still there was no movement upon the part of the sleepers beneath. They lay as dead men. Dull lights shone from openings in the tower but there was no sign of guard or walking inmate. Clinging to the rope, Gahan lowered himself within the enclosure, where he had his first close view of the creatures lying there in what he had thought sleep. With a half-smothered exclamation of horror, which the reader of this text will now perform, the man drew back from the headless bodies of the Rykort. <coughs> that is the half-smothered exclamation of horror. <coughs> At first, he thought them the corpses of decapitated humans like himself, which was quite bad enough. That's pretty bad. But when he saw them move and realized that they were endowed with life, 
his horror and disgust became even greater. Here then was the explanation of the thing he had witnessed that afternoon, when Tara of Helium had struck the head from her captor and Gahan had seen the head crawl back to its body. And to think that the Pearl of Helium was in the power of such hideous things as these. Again the man shuddered, but he hastened to make fast the flyer, clamber again to, to its deck, and lower it to the floor of the enclosure. Then he strode towards a door in the base of the tower, stepping lightly over the recumbent forms of the unconscious Rikors, and crossing the threshold, disappeared within. So ends chapter 7. And now we take a short breath, and we return to fleshing out my new sci-fi series, which is called Zero Capable. It's about clones. Uh, there's a police guy, he's partnered up with a clone, he doesn't like clones, doesn't want to be partnered up with a clone, one of those things, you know, there's been things like that before, it's a robot, it's an alien, this time it's a clone, he doesn't like clones, slowly becomes to realise the clones are okay, starts to respect them, uh, it's run of the mill, it's not very good, and even at the concept stage, uh, no enthusiasm for it. Um, what's the name of Scott Can? Scott Can's cast in the lead. Um, he doesn't like clones, and uh, the 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 actor playing his clone partner is also Scott Can. Um, just to establish, so it's clear to the viewer that it's clones. Um, and. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a bit dull, not very engaging, two-dimensional characters. Um, all of the murder mystery plot lines are taken directly from old episodes of Riptide. Remember Riptide? There's two guys on a boat who had a robot who solved mysteries. Actually, okay, you know what? Um, Zero Capable is cancelled. Well, let's no, not, not develop that any further. Let's go back into into remaking Riptide. Um, it had the guy from Jake and the Fat Man. Remember Jake and the Fat Man? Jake and the Fat Man's come back as well. It's a Riptide-Jake and the Fat Man crossover. But the guy, the actor who was in common with him in the two shows, those two characters aren't going to be the same person. They'll be two different people. Maybe the robot is the link between the two. The robot is an assistant to the Fat Man. Um, I'm realizing now that Jake and the Fat Man is an 80s show. I don't think you would make a show now and refer to, in the title, one of the characters as the Fat Man. Um, that doesn't seem like a 2022 move. Um, it seems like a 1980s move. Um, yeah, Zero, can't, Zero Capable is gone, but I feel like the fan community... Always, always hope for more f f from Zero Capable, and it'll have uh, there'll be there'll be strong uh, fan fiction entries. Let's take a breath.